Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on. A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. Two, set, pop! So for my walk-in this week, I really wanted to share an email that we got recently uh, that was in response to our last episode. Um, So we got an email from an army and fellow iconic Susan, uh, and she wrote, Dear Kayla and Bethany, I've been listening to your podcast for a few months now, and I really enjoy your perspectives. I listened to your last episode, Map of the Soul One, and I have to say that when I heard your opening comments, I felt a little sad. Mm. Kayla, you said that you rarely feel proud of yourself. Bethany, you mentioned that you're not always satisfied with your work. I felt sad that the two of you feel that way at all. You both do such meaningful work in your professional lives, working with children and the elderly, making a real difference on a personal level. Whenever you go into work and interact with your students and your patients, please remember that you take a moment to bask in your awesomeness. Just like, wow, so kind. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, But just a little bit about her. She said, I became a BTS fan this year, and I feel like I'm too old to call myself an army. No, never. I've been married 22 years, and my husband and I have two children, one in high school and one in college. I have an elderly mother who is living in in a skilled nursing facility. I've spent years interacting with teachers and with people who help the elderly, and I've seen how much patience it takes to succeed at your jobs. Be proud of what you do every day and be proud of what you have accomplished. Just like, wow, so, so sweet. Um, But this email was incredible. She talks about how she kind of feels. She mentions that she feels like there's not a lot of people in her life that really like BTS um, so that she has this like army Facebook group that she goes on. uh, And then she also listens to the podcast. So that's like her outlet for listening and talking about BTS. Mm -hmm. But it was just such a great email and I thought it was so sweet. And I just want to mention two more things that she said that I think everyone can kind of um, use as advice in their life. She said there was a young 20-year-old guy that once told her at work that if it's true, it's not bragging. And then she also says at the end that someone in her, like an army mom in her Facebook group, says, you're a shining light to me and many others. Stay gold. So I just think that's so sweet. Um, But yeah, she's a Hobie bias and she was like just given to the double bias idea of like, you just double bias Hosok. Like, yes, yes, I do. Just admit (laughs) it and accept it. It makes life so much easier when you just accept that mm-hmm. you're just a double bias. But wow. what a wonderful email. Yeah, thank you so much for that email. That was so, so sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so on that note, welcome back, Iconics. And if you're new to the podcast, I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany, and this is Standing BTS. 
Yes. Yes. Welcome to another wonderful episode where we get to hang out for about an hour and just talk about BTS. What a wonderful hour it is too. But disclaimer, this is an informative fangirl podcast. That means that we're going to fangirl, laugh, and learn a little bit along the way. Yep, that's right. This is an explicit podcast though, so if you aren't cool with that, you can dip out now. We won't blame you. Totally. But if you're down for some, I love when Hosok makes chills run down my spine. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Or who doesn't love fanfics where BTS dress up for Halloween? Yes. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So if you're down for that, then you are in the right place. Yes, because today we are doing a special Halloween edition of the fanfic files. Uh, If you're you're new to the podcast, (laughs) uh, the fanfic files is basically a series we've been been doing where Kayla and I both read uh, slash summarize a fan fiction of our choice. So we haven't told each other what our fanfics are about. So we just read them live here on the podcast. Um, and Kayla, you get to go first this week. Yeah, I'm very excited to share. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we do get into today's episode, we do want to say thank you, Iconics, for being here and for supporting us. If you'd like to support us even further and have access to our Google Docs full of episode notes and important links and pictures you can do that by donating monthly to our patreon at patreon.com slash standing bts or if you'd like you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standing bts your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out bi-weekly episodes Mm -hmm. any type of support is super appreciated thank you for being here and for listening guys yes guys thanks so much um, also, remember that this month in October, we are donating to Unidos US. So please find the link in the description to donate along with us. All right, Kayla. Right. Yay. Okay. I'm very excited. I'm so excited. I just get to sit back and relax. Please relax. Grab your Mm -hmm. wine. Like, you know, your what do you have right now? I have a a mango truly. Mm, Okay. (laughs) Yes. Sip on it. Just relax. I will. Okay. So this is called Feast and Mm. it's by Hipster Minsock. And it was published way back in December 27th of 2018. Um, it's one chapter long. It has 63 kudos right now on AO3 and four comments and just 625 hits. Oh, wow. Okay. So. Our fix are kind of uh, similar in that. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm going to skip the summary. I'm just going to get into it. And I'm pretty much just reading this because it's pretty short and the writing is so, so good. And I feel like you would really appreciate it. I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. The faintest taste of cinders tickled at the back of Hosok's throat. He smirked a near chuckle only held back by the barrier of his lips. The feast was bountiful, to say the least, a cornucopia of souls from nearly all walks of life. Hosok paced about the ludicrously expensive Vegas casino in a languid motion, eyeing up the particularly juicy ones wrought with sin and despair. Oh, wow. There were only... There were only two reasons for a demon to lead someone astray, to indulge them until delicious guilt overwhelmed the core of their very being, or torture them until they despaired so greatly that their soul cracked in two. As anyone knows, eggs taste best if one cracks them first. Souls are, in a way, quite similar. Hosok hummed, 
his eyes narrowing in on a particularly juicy soul, sat at one of the many poker tables before him. The soul, or rather flesh suit, in question was an aging businessman with a delectable air of greed emanating from his very being. Mm. See, oh my gosh, the writing. Yeah, the writing. Uh, Ah, yes. Greed was one of the most delicious variants of sin. It was strong, all-consuming, and typically weighed enough to set the soul to cracking without Hosak's help. An easy target. A sinister smirk crossed Hosak's cheek as he circled the poker table. The wafting cigarette smoke sent his electric nerves tingling with anticipation. The businessman was cocky, most likely bluffing as he portrayed such an act of pompousness. The smoky casino air grew thick around them as another man folded. More and more chips were added to the pile, creating the pot for whoever was to win. Hosok leaned down to slip a few whispers into the ears of his victim's competitors. The man was definitely bluffing by the look of his hand, and a few smirks in varying directions tipped off just the right men to get the job done. Like dominoes, the scene fell apart before him. One by one, the hands were reluctantly shown, tempers arose, arguments broke out, and Hosok felt his victim's soul slowly beginning to crack amongst the chaos of the fighting and screaming. Mmm, delightful. (laughs) The attack was simple, clean, really. Hosok watched with a detached eye as his chosen victim fell into true despair, his aura blackened around him, likely sensing Hosok on at least some level. Hosok took his sweet time. He was often fond of toying with his food. The delectably sinful man tossed his chair aside in anguish, shouting expletives at anyone and everyone within his eyeline. He tugged at his thinning hair and stormed from the room. His prior air of calm and collectedness proved to be nothing but a facade. Delicious. Like an apathetic cat lazily stalking a wounded bird, Hosok took to following the businessman. The man in question raced ahead, bolting from the casino to most likely take refuge in his hotel room. Such refuge, however, was not to be reached. Despite his languid motions, Hosok managed to overtake his dinner in front of a filthy old alleyway sitting quietly between two large brick buildings. Though the stench of refuge and piss was rather strong, it did not put Hosok off the hunt. If anything, the smell further encouraged Hosok to finish the job quickly and seek further nourishment elsewhere. Hosok sent a gentle chill to climb up the back of his victim's neck. The man paused glancing briefly over his shoulder before stepping forward once more. Hosok sent a second chill, this one far more eerie than the first. The man gritted his teeth, rapidly glancing about in search of the source of his discomforted nerves. Much like a cat, both small and large, Hosok leapt towards his prey. The man's head smashed against the cold brick of the alleyway wall, giving him no time to move before Hosok latched on. Hosok's razor-sharp claws dug deeply into the man's flesh. A twisted grin crossed Hosok's cheek, a mutant form of what could have been a sunshine smile on any human. Hosok's cheeks, however, twisted into something far more sinister. Wow. Something far more inhuman. The cheating businessman paled as he faced the demonic entity, his soul thrashing about inside his flesh suit in both agony and fear. Hosok hummed, his eyes flashing back as he leaned further into his victim's personal space. They were nearly kissing, only a few centimeters between them, when Hosok began to feed. 
The man's fractured soul easily slipped through the cracks of his consciousness and passed Hosok's lips. Sweet, juicy, richly flavorful. This soul was a true feast. Hosok took his time milking the soul to completion, pacing himself in order to truly appreciate each and every drop. Once drained of his soul, the man lay empty across the cold brick of the alleyway walls. Hosok retracted his claws, dropped the empty vessel to the putrid and repulsive ground. He licked his lips with a satiated hum. There were still more feasts to be found. Hosok was overcome with ecstasy, the juicy soul pumping through his veins and rejuvenating his every being. He stumbled about the Las Vegas streets, not much care nor control directing his movements. He nearly lost corporal form on multiple occasions, but somehow managed to pull his gaseous nature together long enough to remain relatively whole. The seductive bait of the bass heavy beats reckoned. Hosok lazily followed the sound, drunk on the satisfaction of a successful hunt. He hummed along to the tune, allowing the rhythm to dictate his bodily movements. Hosok danced in the streets, cackling to himself as joy pounded in his being. He flirted back and forth, this way and that, before finally stumbling upon the source of the sound and slipping inside. Gaze hazy with soul-sated bliss, Hosok's eyes meandered about as he lazily observed the scene before him. The club was thriving, scantily clad bodies gyrating about in a drunken fury. It was an outrageously public mating ritual, one that Hosok often enjoyed partaking in. The music blared, the bassline so heavy it nearly left Hosok unsteady. The ludicrous luxury of the casino bled into the club as well, it seemed. No archway was without immaculate design, no piece of dance floor uncovered by an involving series of lights in varying colors and shapes. Wow, I'm, I'm just sorry, just the, the description, no. <laughs> the descriptive oh words, and just like the way that this the author is really taking you there, oh my goodness, yeah. soul sedated bliss, like oh man, mm-hmm. that really struck me. Wow. I know, right? This is why I'm like, I can't summarize this because I will not do it yeah. justice, like uh, this this writing is so it's incredible, fluid. so so good. It makes me want to read their other yeah. works. Yeah, super fluid. Um, I mean, I'm not reading it in a way to like particularly make you be caught on, but even though I've already read this a couple times, I'm yeah. like caught on by it. Like I feel like I'm just like going through it so fast You're because a part I'm of so it. yeah yeah Immersed so sucked in it. into it. Yeah yeah okay. Whew. All right, so. Everywhere Hosok looked, he caught a glance of marble. Every breath Hosok took in tasted sweetly of sin. Hosok hummed, following the scents tingling within his nostrils towards a particularly tasty pair of lustful sinners pressed against one of the club's walls in a furious collision of tongues and teeth. They most likely would be the type to welcome a third, given the thick plumes of their radiating lust and the intensity of their passionate performance. Hosok raised a smirking brow, slowly twisting and turning through the mass of sweat and skin on the dance floor and meandering over to the pair of passionate lovers. As Hosok stalked his prey, he giggled to himself. The soul he'd just consumed sloshed about in his corporeal form, giving him an unsteady, fuzzy headspace. He cackled. It was truly a most successful hunt. 
Hosok's next victims, the pair of lovers, consisted of a tall blonde man and a smaller man with what may have been either black or brown hair. The tall blonde's eyes were already gazed over in an alcohol-fueled daze. The small one seemed far more sober to Hosok's fuzzy mind, but perhaps most would in Hosok's state. The smaller of the pair, a brunette if Hosok wasn't mistaken, seemed rather fond of leeching onto his partner's neck. Lips met lips for a few heated seconds before they returned to the taller man's neck for further devouring. For a few moments, Hosok simply watched. The pounding bass set a perfect rhythm of seduction, allowing the blonde soul to revel in utmost lust. Delicious, delicious lust. Hosok nearly fell further drunk on their interactions alone. It was far more difficult for Hosok to get a read on the brunette, but it was nothing to fret over. He frequently lost his impeccable reads on human souls in the vicinity when his when he was in his soul-drunk state. It was, unfortunate, but an inevitable downside of his oversatiated nature. The smaller of the pair unlatched himself from the blonde's neck long enough to nod his head in the direction of, near, of nearby private booths. The blonde nodded eagerly, following enthusiastic lead of the smaller man. Hosok followed in time, allowing the pair to further indulge themselves upon the leather seats before he interrupted. The bass echoed the racing heartbeats in and around him. For a few moments, Hosok slipped into a blissful state. He swayed back and forth, absorbing the beat just as he absorbed the soul of his earth earlier prey once satisfied hosak continued his hunt with a contented hum by the time hosak slipped over to the booth however the tall man lay passed out against the leather seats the small was busily licking his fingers to remove the last of what was most likely the other man's bodily fluids Hosok cleared his throat, drawing the small man's attention from his apparent interest in what remained on his hands. The smaller man cocked his head to the side in the hazy confusion, flashing glossed-over crimson eyes back at Hosok in the process. Hosok furrowed the brow of his corporeal form. Generally, to Hosok's knowledge, humans' eyes did not glow nor exist in such a shade. He cocked his own head to the side to match. The pair stared each other down in an odd mixture of mutually sated bliss and curiosity. The smaller man stuck his tongue out to the side of his mouth to catch a few stray droplets of what appeared to be blood. A different sort of bodily fluid than initially expected, but nothing completely untowards. Ah, so the man who was... Ah, so the man was also one who devours, rather than being one that can be devoured, as Hosok originally thought. But even some of the ones who devour can be devoured by Hosok himself. He was an apex predator, after all, so perhaps the small man was much the same. The small brunette slipped off from where he had been previously straddling the blonde's lap, slinking closer and closer to Hosok. The pair slowly closed in on each other, both filled with curiosity and a simple greed for further feasting. Hosok snuck in close, just close enough to begin to suck out the man's soul, but the smaller man was far quicker. In the blink of an eye, his fingers were tangled in Hosok's hair, and his lips were brushing against Hosok's exposed neck. The small man paused, taking a moment to sniff Hosok's neck. He furrowed his brow. Perhaps Hosok's corporal form did not emit a scent the one who devours was used to. Despite his initial reservations, the small man returned his lips to Hosok's neck. 
tiny pricks poke the skin of Hosok's corporal form, but it didn't hurt. It took far more to harm a demon of Hosok's station. The small man sucked and sucked on Hosok's neck for several moments before finally giving up. He stared deeply into Hosok's eye as his brow further furrowed. The man's delicate bottom lips pushed forward in a simple pout. Hosok chuckled, taking the opportunity to step in and begin his own attempt at devouring a fellow one who devours. Lips met in an unnecessary yet pleasant physical interaction. Though Hosok had no need to actually touch a human to feast, he oft found it a pleasing experience, Mm -hmm. (laughs) especially if the man was aesthetically pleasing, like the small brunette. Though Hosok could not sense the man's soul, he attempted to suck it out. And again and again. Odd, it appeared that this particular one who devours was without a soul to steal. Disappointing. (laughs) Hosok broke their kiss with a frown of his own. The small man frowned in in return. He appeared to be somewhat offended by the expression held by Hosok's corporal form. Hosok shook his head, though the one who devours was unable to become a rather delightful dessert. He could prove to be quite pleasurable in other aspects. (laughs) The, The demon leaned forward in a polite bow, a gesture most humans used as a form of introduction. Hosok, the demon hummed, you may call me Hosok. The tiny one regarded Hosok warily before nodding himself and returning the bow. Yungi. Oh wow! Yay! Yes, so so so. Always also, down for some like, soap. I was also like, it's them either... sizing each other up oh, right there. Yeah. Them sizing each other up is totally like that black swan. Like, oh yeah, yeah. This whole time I've been thinking, okay, small male. So it's either Jimin or Yungi. <laughs> Which one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so yes, Yungi. Yungi, still drunk on the blood of his last victim, gazed upon Hosok with his brilliant crimson eyes. It was electrifying, calling forth sparks from deep within Hosok's gaseous form and shooting them throughout his corporal one. Perhaps this Yungi, the one who devours, was nearly as powerful as Hosok himself. Hosok smirked at the thought. This would be fun. Mm-hmm. Hosok extended a hand towards Yungi, politely leaving his palm facing upwards. I'm going to dinner. Care to join me? Hosok's twisted grin crossed his dazzling cheek. Yungi regarded both Hosok's hand and his face with interest, but did little to respond to either. Hosok continued, putting on the air of a gentleman that he used to bag so many a delectable meal. It's a shame, really, that we couldn't have had shared that one. What a perfectly good soul to waste. Mm. Yungi glanced over his shoulder at the blonde's corpse laying behind him, who in my mind is Jin. I mean, come on, tall blonde. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He shrugged his eyes, further examining Hosok with a near scientific intensity. You don't have blood, he mused. Hosok nodded. You don't have blood and you ate souls, so I can't eat you because you don't have blood. <laughs> and you can't eat me because I ain't got a soul. Yungi cocked his head to the side, a sinister smirk of his own crossing his inhuman cheek. He continued, I've never met someone I couldn't eat before. Hosok chuckled, me either. It seems we're at an impasse, no? Neither of us can eat the other, yet we both still hunger. 
I ain't got a feed again for about another week. Yungi slipped in closer to Hosok once more, bypassing his extended hand and closing closely his and nearly closing his lips up in upon Hosok's. But that doesn't mean I don't want to. The tension crackled between the pair of predators, the air thickening with desire, both physical and gluttonous. You should get a you should give in to your desire. Hosok's glazed over eyes traced the outline of Yungi's delicate lips. No harm in a little feast now, hmm? Yungi licked his lips, leaning in to close the gap between them. I guess not. If Yungi has been passionate with his performance with the blonde, he was insatiable. He was insatiable as he attempted to devour Hosok again and again. Not literally, of course. The pair were still at a standstill on that aspect. Yungi's fingers found themselves curling into Hosok's once immaculately styled hair, mussing it beyond repair. One of Hosok's hands found itself caressing Yungi's face, while the other took refuge on his waistline. The mutual devouring lasted quite some time, fueled by both curiosity and attraction. As neither truly needed to breathe, they were not cut short as they explored each other's mouths to the utmost wow, extent. Wow, they don't even need to breathe, so they're just I really... I know, they don't they even need to come up for air. Yeah, yeah nothing stopping Just them. pure passion. <laughs> <laughs> um, as they finally broke apart, Yungi's crimson eyes nearly glowed as they glazed over with lust. Hosok's eyes grew black in a similar intensity. Hosok hummed, taking the time to admire his companion's aesthetically pleasing form. Yungi did much the same. After what could have been seconds or could have been hours, Hosok broke their mutual silence of admiration. Let's get you fed, hmm? I bet that the two of us could share quite the bounty around here. What do you say? Yungi's devilish smirk snuck further across his cheek. A shared hunt, huh? I ain't gonna pass up an offer like that. Yungi's lightly blood-stained fingertips traced patterns in Hosok's cheek. Dinner first. Then, you can follow me upstairs and we can, how do they say, devour each other for dessert. Sound nice? Oh. Hosok's eyes lit in a renewed, blazing fury of excitement, both physical and gluttonous. He ripped, he gripped Yungi's cheek as he dove in for one last taste. Delightful. Wow, it. I love it. Oh, so fun, just like. And what I love too is that, like, we've already talked about the writing a lot. The descriptions are incredible. The alliterations. Mm. We are suckers for alliterations. <laughs> But one of the things I love most is that Hosok, like, you know, essentially drunk, right, Mm -hmm. is just, like, following the sound of music. Like, you know, even though he's this demon that, like, (laughs) preys on souls, like, he still wants to go to a club and, like, dance. Dance. And he gets, he, like, even in the middle of the hunt got lost, you know, just swaying on the dance floor for a minute, which I just love. (laughs) I Yeah, I really loved that part, too, because when you were just saying, like, he was swaying his hips along with it, whatever, before, you know, devouring or whatever. I'm just like, wow, that's very Hosok. I was having a little trouble at the beginning of the fic imagining this kind of manic Hosok and just like this this grin and beautiful smile that he has that's so bright and happy. And then trying to imagine that in this sinister way was like, yeah. oh, man, okay. Uh, I was <laughs> I just really thinking, enjoyed like, it, though the intensity of like 
on or black swan and hosok mm-hmm. but just like absolutely devilish you know like wow. think about like a really elongated like up his cheeks and kind of curls at the ends like ooh, mm-hmm. you know like yeah yeah, yeah. Wow, um, I absolutely love that. I was not expecting soap. <laughs> well, I wasn't trying to find soap. Honestly, I was trying to find a vampire Nam June because I've been like, you know how yeah, I feel like in Black Swan, that. he looks like, yeah, I'd be thinking about that all the time. <laughs> but like, <laughs> So that's what I was looking for. But there really wasn't, you know, stuff out there that I really found a deep interest in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I started reading this and I was just so captivated by the idea of like what you say this like hosok who's normally so bright in sunshine like this mm-hmm. literal demon hosok so yeah. yeah wow wonderful pick oh, i really enjoyed that thanks i'm so glad you enjoyed also we forgot to say but we're recording separately right now because my husband jordan has covid oh, and I'm, yeah yeah i don't want to bring it up and bum us out but i just you know if you guys notice anything different about the sound or whatever we're doing it the classic style over facetime Facetime. yeah Yeah, because uh jordan has covid and so we're both quarantined um but he's doing well he is doing much better the first like three days were really really bad but Mm -hmm. you know he's definitely on the mend he doesn't Mm -hmm. have like any respiratory symptoms which is really really good so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and you're doing well so anyways yeah i'm okay i have no symptoms at all i'm healthy so you know don't worry too much about us but you know there's a lot of people who have it a lot worse off but we're just recording separately yeah 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 okay so uh what you got for me okay so the fic that i picked is called written in the cards and it's on archive of our own and is written by the sun shall rise so it was put on ao3 on october 31st 2018 so it was published on halloween two years ago it's 5,405 words. There's 52 kudos and only 603 hits. <clears throat> and it really deserves some more. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so this is kind of going to be like verbatim, but I broke it down a little bit and took out some sentences and just trying to, you know, keep it as brief as I can. But um, okay. here you go. A bright full moon heavy with reflected light hangs low over Jungkook's small hometown. As he walks down the street, backpacks slung over his shoulder, he gazes up at the moon's brilliant surface before he's interrupted by a car's honk, urging him to move faster along the gravel road. The streets are empty and a low mist has rolled in from the fields beyond the houses. Shadow and light paint eerie creatures into the gray night and there's a rustle in the bushes on the street corner. His heart races, but he keeps walking. It's a small walk from his home to his friend Jimin's, but the chill wind whipping through the air compels him to break into a lazy jog. As he reaches his friend's home, the lamps on the street begin to flicker before returning back to their normal glow. Rubbing his hands up and down his arms to keep the chill at bay, Jungkook leaps up onto the porch steps and rings the doorbell three times in quick succession. He and Jimin had decided to get ready together and meet the rest of their friends later. Almost immediately, Mrs. Park opens the door, armed with a large bowl of candy and a wide smile. Oh, 
Jungkook, I'm sorry. I thought you were the first trick-or-treater of the night. She smiles, stepping aside to let him in. Sorry to disappoint, he jokes, glad to be inside the warm abode, free of the eerie atmosphere outside. You go right on up. Jimin should be waiting for you. She shoes him at the base of the stairs. He throws open Jimin's door, shouting, Boo! as he walks in. (laughs) The older boy just sighs, setting his phone down on the bed next to him. When are you going to learn that you can't scare me? One day it's going to happen. You'll see. Well, how about not today? We're already late as it is. Jimin walks to his closet and slides the door open, rummaging through the massive hangers and fabric as he searches for his costume. You could have at least started getting ready, Jungkook jides, setting his bag down and pulling his outfit from inside. But I needed someone to zip me up. (laughs) Confused, (laughs) Jungkook turns around. Jimin stands proudly, holding up his Halloween costume, and the younger boy nearly chokes. Jimin, what in the fuck is that? Because to Jungkook, it looks a lot like a Playboy bunny costume. Oh my god. (laughs) I thought we agreed to go as bunnies, he frowns, trying to peer at the outfit Jungkook had laid out on the bed. I never said anything about Playboy. Well then, what are you wearing? Jimin crosses the room and takes to the younger's costume. It's a simple pair of white footy pajamas, a bunny tail clipped to the back, and a headband topped with bunny ears. The older boy groans. We don't even match. You couldn't have gone at least with black pajamas? (laughs) Excuse me for thinking we would go with something a little more original and weather appropriate. Jungkook huffs, scowling at the fishnets in Jimin's hands. Oh my gosh. But that's the point. Everyone would expect a girl to have this costume, but not me. If anything, you're the unoriginal one here. Whatever, Jungkook sighs. Just shut up and help me put this on. After pulling and stretching and a few sneaky touches of eyeshadow, they deem themselves ready to meet their friends. Jimin hurries out of the front door, covering his apparel with a long black coat to avoid his mother's prying eyes. Jungkook follows obediently, hands in his pockets, as he walks down the front steps and back into the cold night. The air is sweet and clear as he breathes it in, walking past the edge of town, leaving behind the electric lamps, trudging their way through dry cotton fields on the way to Namjoon's house. Yes. The house is a large imitation Victorian, white with glossy black trim, but in the evening gloom, the whole house seems dark and foreboding. Mm. Walking up the winding drive, they notice Sok Jin and Ho Sok's car parked in front of the garage. They find their friends inside sitting in the dim living room crammed together on the dingy plaid sofa. Namjoon stands up, straightening the striped pants of his Beetlejuice costume. Yes! Jimin holds his gaze and slowly slips his coat from his shoulders, watching Mm -hmm. as the older boy's cheeks redden. Hosak comes up from behind his friend, slinging, slinging an arm around his shoulder. He takes a quick glance at Jimin and whistles, only to, only to be smacked by Sok Jin, who joins them. Yoongi watches from the couch, studying the latecomers. Are you two supposed to be matching? <laughs> Jungkook blushes, crossing one leg over the other as the group's eyes scrutinize them. Jimin points an accusing thumb at him. This guy didn't get the slut memo. I tried to be innovative and break down gender norms, but no, he had to wear a fucking footy pajama. Oh my God. 
Gender is a social construct, Taeyong shouts as he walks from the living room into the kitchen, <laughs> yes. fetching two six-packs from the fridge. I think Jungkook looks adorable, Hosok comments. The younger boy smiles appreciatively in his direction and is rewarded with a wink. Ooh. Of course you do, Yoongi mumbles, joining them near the front door. Can we leave already? Taeyong whines, fidgeting in his cowboy boots. These drinks aren't getting any lighter. As they file out the door, Namjoon speaks up, his eyes trained on his phone. There's been a slight change of plans. Everyone groans, and Sokjin asks what the problem seems to be. Johnny's mom put a stop to his party, so it looks like we're on our own tonight. Well, what are we supposed to do now? Jimin asks, shivering in his scant his scant costume a gust of frigid air makes them all shudder hosok brings the red hood of his fairy tale ensemble up over his ears for a chill moment everyone is silent racking their brains for a way to liven the evening why don't we go to mccready's shack yungi vo- voices his tone low and taunting hosok laughs nervously are you sure didn't someone die there no one actually died there. That's just a town legend, Sukjin says, but the boy doesn't seem convinced. Ooh. I'm down, Jimin says casually, inspecting his nails with forced nonchalance. Let's do it then. I've got some firewood in the back of my truck so it won't get too cold, Namjoon says. Sounds good. Yoongi walks across the driveway and opens the door to Sukjin's unlocked car. The cat bell around his throat chiming with each step. <laughs> In the dark, Jungkook is barely able to make out the glossy black ears clipped into his hair. Oh my god, cute. Yeah. Okay, also, the fact that Namjoon has wood in the back of his truck, you know, like, of course it's him who has it. He's like, I just love I know, woods. he's got the wood. I, I'm ready to yeah. go camping in my truck. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. This seems like it's really setting it up to be like one of those crazy nights with friends. Like, yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. This sounds awesome. Everyone breaks into groups, three total. Yoongi and Taeyang slip into Sok Jin's beat up Honda. Jimin claims shotgun in Namjoon's <laughs> truck. And so Jungkook shyly climbs into Ho Sok's hand me down Jeep. The older boy clears his throat as if to say something, but no words leave his lips. Ever since the end of summer, at that day at the lake, things have changed. So I need to do a brief little explanation here. So this is actually a series um, by this author. Um, And it's so this is like a part, this is like a non-sequential series that's going on. So time-wise, this is like high school uh, Jungkook here. And Hosok is like in college. She hasn't actually written the fic of this like lake story because okay. I went looking for it, but it hasn't actually been written. Um, so she ends up saying that like it's coming. It's these are basically just like one shots that she's doing, um, but she has one in the works supposedly. Okay, so we'll see. But All that's right. the reference to the. So lake we're just is, like, inferring something that happened awkward between yeah. them, between Hosok and Jungkook at okay. this lake. Okay. Mm-hmm. They were stuck somewhere between friends and something more, divided by Hosok's move back to college at the start of autumn. He came back on weekends, but with other people to visit and always something to do, he hardly had time to see the boy he had grown to be so fond of. Yeah, so this is Hope Cook. 
Mm, I love Hope Cook. I love Hope Cook too. And I'm like, we've never done Hope Cook, so let's do it. <laughs> no, and I was hoping it was going to be Hope Cook when he winked at him. I was like, ooh, the wink? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. So how has college been? Jungkook asked, just wanting to hear his voice. Good. He smiles, staring out at the road, passing quickly beneath them. I really like my classes this semester. With the radio playing at a low volume, Jungkook manages to pick up the beginning notes of a song. He looks at Hosok just to find the boy staring at him, grinning widely. You remember this song? How could I forget? Jungkook replies with sincerity, a bit too somber for the moment. He reaches for the dial and swiftly turns it, filling the car with the heavy tune and light vocals. Hosok rolls down the windows, letting in the freezing air rushing past them. It fills their lungs, burning them with icy fervency, and it's such a pure and pleasurable pain they endure it for the sake of each other. Oh. Jungkook yells into the night, voice carried out of the out of the window and left behind them as they race down the empty road, passing up their friends. Hosok croons right along with him, eyes bright in the wake of their absolute abandon. It's an older song, but all the better by the memories that cling to its melody. The carefree words sweep the boys back to a day when they weren't so caught up with the way of the world. As it ends, Jungkook laughs at how temporary their separation is, how no length of time or width of space could truly keep them apart, not after they had built so much together. No! So sweet. sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that yours was, you know, a little uh, more scandalous. Uh-huh. Mine's so fluffy. So sweet. I love the fluff. <laughs> okay. Images of the past flood Jungkook's mind and warm him, even as Hosok rolls the windows up and turns the heater on. I miss this, he says. The older boy's eyes flicker off the road and onto the passenger. Me too, he replies, light and honest. Once they reach the edge of the woods, they disembark and stretch, Hosok's arm reaching above his head and nearly knocking the younger boy's bunny ears off his head. It takes a few moments, but the pair are able to make out the headlights of Sokjin's car before it reaches them. The three boys step out, looking to see if Namjoon was behind them. When no car appears, they bundle together. Does anyone know where he is? Jin Mm. asks, continuously glancing at the dark street. I can try to call him, Hosok offers. He fishes his phone from his pocket of his velvet cape, quickly dialing his friend's number. He frowns when it goes to voicemail. Namjoon always picks up his phone. He even had once answered in the shower. He didn't answer. I'll try Jimin, Taeyang says, his eyes full of worry and unease. When there's no answer, the boy starts to pace along the side of the road. Yoongi tries to contradict their fears, saying that they may have gotten stuck in a few red lights, maybe that there was just a lot of trick-or-treaters, but no one seems to be comforted by his words. When they hear the rattle of the old red pickup and smell of potent exhaust, they let out a breath of relief. Jimin steps out of the truck, cheeks flushed and costume in a slight <laughs> state of disarray. <laughs> Namjoon follows him, flustered, as he straightens his suit jacket and tosses his blonde locks back to their rightful place. Mm-hmm. They both appear out of breath and Jimin fans his face despite the evening's dropping temperature. <laughs> 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 Didn't mean to keep you guys waiting. June apologizes. Taeyong smirks. Just glad you could come. <laughs> the boy chokes on the air. Oh Jimin smacks Tae's upper arm, but neither let it, late comer makes any disputing comments. 
Since you suggested we do this, Yoongi, how about you lead the way, Namjoon says. Yoongi huffs, my pleasure. He begins to pick up his way through the shrubbery and pliable saplings, stepping carefully, the sounds of footfall muffled by the moist, decaying forest floor. They all triaps after him, Jungkook and Hosok at the back of the group. The night is dark and the sounds of forest life team around them. Crickets chirp, small animals scurry through the underbrush, a lone distant howl, a long distant owl hoots into the blackness. The only light comes from the moon, now silver, and the insufficient flashlights from their phones. As he glares up at the moon while walking, Jungkook's foot catches in an undergrown root. He stumbles forward, palms skidding across the soft earth. Hosok hurries up to meet him at his feet, holding his hands tenderly. Are you okay? He eyes the streaks of dirt suspiciously. Did you get cut? I'm okay, Jungkook says, beyond embarrassed. Mm. He puts... He wants to pull his hands back, but the elders are soft and gentle as they cradle his own. Are you sure? With each moment, they get a little farther behind the group. Positive, he grins. His heart thundering, he claps his right hand around Hosok's left one, catching them both by surprise. Thankfully, the older boy just smiles, adjusting his grip so that his palm is secure inside Jungkook's. All is well until they hear the steady march of footsteps behind them. Slowly, they stop in their tracks. Jungkook turns around, ready to see someone, something, but the night is as dark and empty as ever. Hosok starts walking faster. A branch cracks underfoot, but neither boy is the offender. The sound comes from the right. Another snap, this time closer. Oh my God. Hearts racing, they keep walking, shoulder to shoulder, hand in hand, braving the darkness side by side. They keep climbing until they barely, until the barely visible corner of a roof appears from the midst of the tall pines. There's a decrepit little hut in the center. The windows are broken and boarded up. The door's handle is missing, and so it, is, and so it stands ajar, revealing a black, desolate interior. Yungi opens the door fully and steps in, unbothered by the potential for animals or insects crawling <laughs> around inside. Hesitantly, Namjoon follows, Jimin close behind. Hosok lingers back, eyes scanning the rickety structure with, with apprehension. Jungkook tugs his hand, smiling innocently. You're not scared, are you? I'm not scared, <laughs> he says, as if trying to convince himself. He certainly hasn't convinced Jungkook. It'll be fine. Jungkook starts walking, forcing the elder to jog after him. They all go inside. They start up a campfire and they crack open some drinks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. Young calls, breaking through everyone's chatter. He turns around and grabs something from the satchel he carried around as part of his cowboy ensemble. Want to know your future? He brings his hands into the light and clutches tightly in his fingers a deck of tarot cards. Oh my gosh, weren't we just talking about this? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I and love. I love that like Taeyong is into like tarot card reading and he like yeah. knows how to read these cards. Yeah. Jimin peers into his hands excitedly. Where did you get those? My cousin from San Francisco gave them to me when she visited a few months ago. Well, how does it work? Hosok asks, gazing at them curiously. Here, let me show you. Who wants to go first? Taeyang asks, grinning in the dark. <laughs> one by one, the boys ask a general question about life, work, school, and Taeyang shuffles and answers. Ho Sok, the third in line, asks what direction he should take in school. The younger boy, much to his own confusion, pulls 
the lovers. He tries to make it work, but in the end, Taeyong pulls a second card for clarification. Hmm. The lovers and the two of swords. He trails off, inspecting the cards. Wow. Hosak laughs nervously. Do the cards not like me or something? <laughs> no, no, no. It's just the cards can be read multiple ways, but the specific combination is a little odd, especially since you asked about school. The lovers aren't reverse, so this should mean it's a positive reading. The two of swords is all about a time of rest after a big, big accomplishment. The best I can figure is that the cards are saying to focus on love for now. College seems to be going fine, so take a rest and just love a little. Hosak smiles looking down when he glances up. His eyes focus on Jungkook. Oh my god! I think I can do that. Ah. Jimin notices the jester and smiles <laughs> at them, but it's obscured by a shadow playing over his features. If he learned anything from his years of pining after Namjoon, it was that there was a look that said more than just cute words. I mean, more than words could dare. And the way Hosak is gazing so softly and fondly at Jungkook is it. Mm-hmm. Jungkook goes last. He wipes his clammy palms on his pajama- pajamas after he sits in front of Taeyang. The older boy smiles warmly. There's nothing to be afraid of. Whatever you say... He takes a deep breath as the reader shuffles his cards. It's not that Jungkook was afraid. To him, the cards themselves were harmless, but it was all the negative things he had been told they were associated with that sent a chill down his spine. Mm. A gust of rogue wind slams the broken front door against its post, and his heart nearly breaks out of its cage. Taeyang focuses on the question the youngest boy had asked. What should I expect this school year? Which, oh my gosh, what a lame question, but okay. <laughs> That's what Jungo gas. Seeing as it is his final year of high school, it's not an uncommon query he might have. Unsatisfied with his original shuffle, Taeyang folds them again. In the midst of the movement, something goes wrong. The illustrated cards spill from his hands, sweeping over the floor as directed by the wind. A single card is caught up into the air, settling back down gently into Jungkook's lap. Wow. Tan grabs the cards hurriedly and stacks them neatly, picking up the one from the boy's lap last. He turns it over and smiles, like he's found the answer he's been looking for. The lovers, he pronounces, loudly enough oh. for all the boys to hear. Looks like the card chose you. Hosak coughs and Jungkook buries his head in his hands. Yoongi glances between them with suspicion with suspicion evident in his gaze. I think this is pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're good. Jungkook rushes, oh my gosh. standing up quickly to his feet, almost sending the cards toppling. Taeyong smacks his foot and scowls. Watch where you step. These babies are my life. <laughs> Sorry, he mumbles, stepping away from the boy and his deck. With his eyes trained on the ground and uncertain in the blackness, he runs right into Hosok. The older boy lets out a surprised huff, his hands immediately reaching to hold Jungkook's upper arms, steadying them both. You all right there, little bunny? He asks, chuckling as the younger groans at the nickname. I made you stop calling me that in grade school for a reason. Well, stop being so clumsy, little bunny, and then I'll think about it. (laughs) Hosok takes advantage of this situation with Jungkook already firmly in his grip. 
He turns the younger around and hugs him tightly from behind. He lifts his head and places it on his shoulder, arms circling his waist, snuggling Jungkook as the temperature continues to drop. The costume doesn't help, he whispers. (laughs) Unaware of the effect his words would have, the boy shudders visibly. Jungkook struggles between trying to leave the embrace and curling himself further into the elder's warm grip. Mm. The other boys sit around the fire, listening intently as Jimin retells a haunting tale he heard a long, long time ago. Jungkook closes his eyes, the roaring of blood in his ears drowning out all the other noises, every thought directed only at the sensation of his best friend holding him, but in a way he doesn't have the heart to describe as friendly. Get over here, you lovebirds, Jin shouts, motioning for them to sit next to him. Jungkook blushes as they break apart, but the flickering haze of the fire hides him from the view. Jungkook grasps his hands without shame or embarrassment and leads him to the group. As the night grows older, he and Hosok are content to listen to the wildly told tales as they sit and share a bag of goldfish and later on red vines. They huddle together, Hosok's red velvet cloak wrap around them, shielding them from the brunt of the icy wind. They laugh and they shiver. They grow silent in the face of terrifying recounts of supernatural encounters. Mm. So Hosok, I don't know if you know, is like Little Red Riding yeah, Hood, which I just hood. think is really Super cute. cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once the boys can brave the cold no longer, they all leave the haunted shack. Hosok and Jungkook fall behind and Hosok stops at the end of the trail. Jungkook stops with him. For a moment, Hosok is quiet, simply gazing into the younger's eyes. Without warning, he brings him close and presses a soft kiss to his lips. Before he has a moment to process the situation, before he can revel in the burning sensation of skin on skin, Hosok pulls back. Unconsciously, Jungkook leans in in for more, but Hosok just smiles, his dimples on full display in the tree-filtered moonlight. I should have done that a while ago, Hosok says. Mind clouded with something like love, Jungkook Jungkook just mutely nods his head. Hosok starts walking and Jungkook follows numbly, not sure whether he is awake or dreaming. He curls into the elder's cloak, pressed tightly against him as they finally reach open air. The other other boys are already loading up in their respective cars, but for a moment, the pair just stand still. They wave goodbye and shout goodnights until they are alone again. Jungkook turns to the older boy and smiles coyly. Since it's just us, maybe you could do that again. Hosok smiles and leans forward, hands bringing Jungkook closer by tugging on his waist. He plants his lips on the younger's, defying the chill and sending a warm wave through Jungkook's veins. It drips through him like honey, slow and heated, chasing the cold from from his bones and filling him with something sweet and perfect. They pull apart, and even though Jungkook desperately wants more, never wanting it to end, he knows that there will be plenty more to come. Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. That was so, so sweet. Like, hope mm-hmm. cook, adorable. Um, I love that it was a majorly from, like, Jungkook's perspective. And so you can mm-hmm. really envision, like, how Hosok is looking at him. And, like, you know, we've seen that smile yeah. on his on Hobie's face before, too. Or, like, that look of, we can, t- I can totally imagine the look of yeah. love in his eyes. Yeah. Yeah, the dimples, everything. <sighs> the tarot cards. I just... The tarot cards were great. The Halloween costumes, yeah. uh, just like 
a bunch of friends going out, side sitting Min-Jun. by a campfire. Yeah, side yeah. Min-Jun. I mean, I don't even look for Minjun. It just Min-Jun always just happens. Comes up. <laughs> it just comes up. Yeah, I really wanted something that was truly Halloween themed, yeah. and I wanted Hope Cook, and this was a really great one. Yeah, and a super great setting too, like spooky cabin. You know, mm-hmm. also I love the description that was very Halloween esque yeah. with the you know just the forest and the moonlight and the fog yeah Very it was much. it was the description was spooky yeah. and that's what i wanted to yeah so I love it the was vibe. perfect very good mm-hmm. job great job thank awesome fic. i loved thank it you. wow oh my gosh you know I, i'm a sucker for the cute fluff stuff too uh-huh. uh, wow okay so that was our halloween 2020 episode um fanfic fanfic files files. yeah (laughs) yeah our fanfic files halloween episode um yeah we hope that you guys enjoyed this one we had a lot of fun it's been a while since we've done fanfic files and um you know it's just a nice time to surprise each other with a really really great fanfic we love surprising each other yeah yeah we do want to extend a special thanks to our supporters on patreon again especially our vip iconics eileen ruchalt michelle park deja and meg de ruggiero um we love you guys thank you guys so so much for your support and if you guys enjoyed this episode or if you enjoyed any of our previous episodes there's a few things you can do to let us know um you could write a review for us on apple Podcasts. you could uh send us an email dm us on instagram twitter just reach out to us um Follow our social media accounts. They're linked in the description. Standing BTS Pod on Twitter, Standing BTS Podcast on Instagram. Give us a follow and uh, interact with us because that's really fun. We like mm-hmm. talking to you guys on socials. So, definitely. Yeah. So, by the way, you can find links for all of those things in the description. <laughs> in the description. <laughs> thanks for listening and thanks for standing BTS.